And now, for a podcast 20 years in the making. Shit, them boys is having the time of their lives. <laughs> it will be in your head for the next hour believe you sports, history, just pure randomness. Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. With your hosts, Robbie Nelson. A team that is known as the Bears. The Bears. And the Bulls. The Bulls. The Bulls. And Mike Chips. That guy's pretty good, if, if you like. 6'5", 230-pound quarterbacks, laser, rocket arm. Are you ready for Welcome to the Dog And the boys are back to Welcome to the Dog Pound. I am your host, the dog, Robbie Nelson. Also featuring my co-host, my main man here, Mike Kitt. Say what's up, Mike. How's it going, bitches? <laughs> He's very excited to be back on. Um, I did not murder him or kick him off the podcast or anything like that. It just uh, schedule stuff and trying to get us back on. Life. Life, yeah. But we're back, and we got plans to get kind of back into the uh, rotation with this and getting more podcasts out and, uh, you know, giving you people what you want so um we do have you know future ones planned but for today um in honor of the new garbage football league that i watch and probably 10 other people watch the alliance of american football i thought i would do kind of a fun look back on other professional football leagues that aren't the nfl and how they might have factored into either gaining teams from it or any rules or anything like that that might have affected the NFL or why they just failed. So this should be fun. Any questions, Kit, before I get started? Nada. Nada. Okay. And just an FYI for anybody that hasn't ever listened before, Kit hates pro football, so this should be fun. <laughs> yeah. So there was a few um, before the first one I'm going to mention, but they were kind of just one-year, one-offs, not really that important. So the first one that actually really kind of hung around for a little while was called the All-America Football Conference, the AAFC. Conference, huh? Conference, correct. And this was a league that was trying to challenge the National Football League at the time from 1946 to 1949. And it actually did pretty okay. Um, obviously, it fell off the map, but we did get three teams out of it that went to the NFL. Um, some well-known teams, the San Francisco 49ers, the Cleveland Browns, and the original Baltimore Col- Colts. Um, the Browns were actually really, really good <laughs> in this league, which is uh, kind of hard to believe um, with how bad they've been in our lifetime. But they won the annual championship in all four years. And um, the AAFC was actually the first league to feature uh, defenses that actually played zone defense. Everything before that in the NFL and other leagues was man-to-man. So I thought that was kind of a cool caveat. And they kind of invented it then. Yeah. um, I didn't find, like, what specific coach, but it just sounded like – coaches in that league kind of came up with it so it seemed like multiple teams were running it so some of the (coughs) excuse me some of the famous uh players or coaches that come out of this league is paul brown who coached the browns and then uh created the cincinnati Bengals. um otto graham who is a hall of fame quarterback for the browns uh, one of the first true like quarterback that was a passer um Lou Groza, which I figured Kit would be pumped about. He the loves the kicking game. <laughs> um, Y.A. Tittle, um, who was an excellent quarterback um, later in the NFL. Uh, Joe Perry, he played for the Niners. He was really good, too. Marion Motley, um, another great running back from back back in the day. So, um, Was singing Slammy Ball in this? 
He was not. He played in the NFL. Um, I'm also a big fan of Sammy Baugh. He helped revolutionize the forward pass. So, um, Next, we have the – this is going to be well-known for people that know sports history – is the American Football League, the AAFL. This was a league that operated from 10 seasons from 1960 to 1969 before the 1970 merger with the NFL, which then led to the two conferences we have today um, as well as this uh, combined league led to how we get the Super Bowl today. Um, The original lineup of the AFL included the New York Titans, which became the New York Jets, the Boston Patriots, which obviously became the Patriots, Buffalo Bills, and the Houston Oilers. Also the L.A. Chargers, who were the San Diego Chargers, and now are the L.A. Chargers again, Denver Broncos, the Oakland Raiders, and the Dallas Texans, who, for you Chiefs fans out there, became the Kansas City Chiefs. They uh, did a really good job of challenging the NFL um, Al Davis, uh, as owner of the Raiders, was really good at, you know, moving this league league around or <clears throat> forward, excuse me, to try to challenge the NFL and and make it so that they had to merge. Um, they finally did in 1970, which um, led to those teams I mentioned being a part of the new NFL. And uh, they also had a lot of famous players that a lot of people would know. Um, and I'm bringing that up right here. You got a question, Mike? No. Just taking just in thinking? all the information. <laughs> um, some famous people that played in the AFL first. You have Joe Namath before he was trying to make out with Susie Colbert on the sideline. Lynn Dawson, for you Kansas City Chiefs fans out there. Um, Lance Allworth for the Chargers, who's a well-known wide receiver, one of the first greats at that position. Um, Let's look at some defenders here. Jim Otto, who's a well-known center. Buck Buchanan for also Chiefs fans out there, uh, former DT. Um, Willie Brown was... uh, a great corner cornerback that played for the Broncos as well as the Raiders. Um, he's a well-known guy. So that's a sum of them that played in there. So they have a lot of Hall of Famers um, that originally played in the AFL. I mean, technically it's kind of cheating because they combined with the NFL and the you know they got to the top of the mountain. But it's uh, that's where we got some of our greatest uh, franchises of today and. That's one of the few success stories of arrival to the NFL, and probably the last one. When we'll get into why. When they brought in the AFL, how many teams did they cut? Or are they bringing them all in? They brought in. Yeah, I should have wrote that down. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> Let, letting down uh, our faithful here. Just give me one second, because I think it was ten teams that came in but let me and there was like 16 at that point let me double check yeah because we had some later to get to our 32 we obviously had expansions like the carolina panthers jags um, houston texans but like how many teams did they cut from the afl was there only 10 teams in the afl at that point yeah that's what i'm looking up here yeah you're fine that was my bad i should have wrote that down you think i would just know this at the top of my head (laughs) <laughs> I figured you had all the history in there. Uh, they actually looks like they brought them all in because you had the Raiders, the Chargers. Hold on. Okay, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs, who were started out as the Texans but became the Chiefs, Cincinnati Bengals, the New York Titans, which became the Jets, the Miami Dolphins, the Houston Oilers, who are now the Tennessee Titans, Buffalo Bills, and then the Boston Patriots, who obviously become the New New England Patriots. Okay. So they brought them all in. All right. So that's just kind of a little bit about the AFL. Um, there's, a, there's a lot more to it. I mean, they, they uh, 
help bring some things to the NFL that they didn't have before. One of them was the AFL was actually the first league to feature the two-point conversion. Um, the NFL actually didn't institute it until the mid-'90s and 94. Hmm. But it was the AFL that started first. College football didn't adopt it until the late 1950s. I couldn't find the exact year, but that's what I saw. So you're saying before 94, if you were down by eight points, you couldn't even go for two. Correct. In the NFL. Okay. That was way before I – well, not way before. Yeah. So isn't that crazy? to remember it. <laughs> okay. So um, that's what I have for the AFL. <clears throat> Excuse me. And now we have the – this one was not very well run, but it's called the Continental Football League. And this was uh, in operation from 1965 through 1969. And there's not really a whole lot to say about this league because, oh, excuse me, they uh, even though they stuck around for four years, they didn't really do anything of note like the AFL or the AAFC. However, Coach Bill Walsh, one of his first coaching jobs was in this league. Quarterback Ken Stabler, the snake, played in this league. And Doak Walker was in this league. Um, just to name a few, you know, famous famous guys that played in this. So, in 1969, it folded. Uh, wasn't doing very well. So, the next one is the World Football League, which was even shorter. <laughs> it played one full season in 1974 and then part of 1975. And they tried to... They were the premise of it is they wanted to bring American football onto the worldwide stage, but the furthest they got was to Hawaii. However, they were called the Hawaiians, which I thought was kind of cool. But for being in such a garbage league, it actually had a lot of famous people in it. Um, coaches that uh, people will be familiar with, one being Jack Pardee. Do you know where he's from? XRA. XRA. Xyra. Shout out to our fellow Viking friends. Um, he, uh, yeah, he coached in this league. He's. I'd like to say Spartans. <laughs> the Spartans. He also is famous for have coaching Walter Payton for the Bears, and um, coached for years and actually multiple leagues, which is crazy. Uh, Marty Schottenheimer uh, got a start in this league. Um, one of the only coaches to have 200 wins in the NFL. And then Jim Fossil um, wasn't a coach in this league, but he actually was a quarterback for the Hawaiians. So, fun fact there. And then um, several players that people might recognize. Larry Zonka played in this league, a uh, well-known uh, Dolphin. Danny White, who played for the Cowboys. I believe he's in, his, in their ring of honor. I could be wrong. And Mr. Invincible himself, Vince Papali played in this league that was after the when he played for the eagles i didn't look up when he uh actually played played there but his name was on the list of guys that played in the league so That'd i'm gonna be look my that guess because if he yeah never played professional football correct. before the story they told yeah let's see it's a teacher let me try this no no, it was before. That actually, his performance with the Philadelphia Bell, which was in the World Football League, earned him a meeting in 1976 with head coach Dick Vermeil. Hmm. So the movie lied. The movie lied. <laughs> All right. So moving on from that one is one of the most infamous leagues, the United States Football League, USFL. I'm sure most of our listeners have heard of it and the infamous uh, lawsuit that Donald Trump, our now president, was a part of. And won. And won, but we'll get to that. Um, it was a league that played for three seasons in the mid-'80s, uh, 1983 to 1985. Um, at the beginning of it, they actually played in the spring, which a lot of these leagues did. Um, but... They tried in 1986 to move to the fall to compete directly with the NFL. And they were doing a good job of 
stealing guys basically that should have been NFL guys. I mean, just off the top of my head, with that, I didn't even have to look this up. The guys that played in that league, Jim Kelly, Steve Young, Reggie White, Herschel Walker, like dudes that were studs in the NFL, three of them Hall of Famers, and there's even more Hall of Famers, chose this league over the NFL because of, like Steve Young had that asinine <laughs> contract where he got a million dollar annuity every year or something. You know, just crazy stuff. But unfortunately, in 85, <clears throat> or after the 85 season, they voted they wanted to make a fall schedule it's in 1986 to complete, compete directly with the NFL. And this was, of course, done at the urging of our now president. And they filed an antitrust lawsuit against the NFL. They did win, as Kid had mentioned earlier, for a judgment of $1. It did triple to $3 after it all was said and done. For interest. For interest. So, because of that, the league folded. Because they had put all this money into trying to win this lawsuit, and it wasn't going to work. But... Um, like I said before, just some of the guys that played in this league. You had Jim Kelly, Steve Young, Reggie White, Gary Zimmerman, who's also a Hall of Famer, uh, Lyman. Bill Pullian was a player personnel director for the Chicago team. And he then became GM for one of Kitt's favorite players, Peyton Manning. Um, <clears throat> George Allen, who is a Hall of Fame coach. Um, and Marv Levy who, shout out to our friend Jeff Cleaver, was head coach of the Buffalo Bills during their run to four Super Bowls. So just, that's crazy. Like, you had all these guys that became, you know, Hall of Famers that started out in this league that went to shit because (laughs) Trump was trying to poke the Bears. So pretty amazing. Um, Any other questions on the USFL kit? Nope. So next... We have the World League of American Football, later renamed NFL Europe. This, or, this is the one Kurt Warner played in, correct? Yep, and we'll get to that. This one actually lasted a long time. Granted, it changed names and teams came and, came and went, but it started in 91 and went all the way to 2007, which is pretty amazing. Um, each, each season would uh, culminate with the World Bowl which was basically their Super Bowl for the the league over in uh, Europe. At the beginning of it, they did have some uh, North American teams, like in the U.S., but then it became a Europe-only league. Excuse me. And at the end of it, they called it NFL Europa. I don't know if you knew that or not, the last two seasons. Because there was other... Yeah, I, don't, I, I never found out why, but it was actually a true... Uh, developmental league um, teams could actually send guys down that they wanted to develop whether it was quarterbacks like Kurt Warner or uh, various other players and just to name a few that actually played in this league and had success in the NFL Kurt Warner Jake DeLome who was a starting quarterback for the Panthers um, when they went to the Super Bowl James Harrison who's probably one of the all-time Steelers now um, a couple kickers Adam Vinatieri who might be the best kicker of all time David Akers, who's the Eagles kicker for many years. Uh, Dante Hall, the human joystick for the Chiefs fans out there. And Brad Johnson, probably Kit's favorite quarterback. <laughs> Do you like uh, some Brad Johnson? Yeah. So, um, But the NFL was losing money every year on this thing because they technically owned it. They were losing up to like, it was an asinine amount of money, like, like 30 to $50 million per season. So that's why it went def- you know defunct. And probably why they haven't tried to buy their own since. That's why, I mean, we'll get to the AAF. Like, it has to come from other sources for them to get to having their own minor they, league, I think. They, didn't, they had, like, TV deals and stuff, too, didn't they? It wasn't, back then it wasn't as, like, how, for instance, the Alliance of American Football that's on right now. They got this great deal with CBS. The only way you could watch NFL Europe was usually on the NFL Network, or sometimes they would have them on like regional sports networks. But back then, we didn't have the saturation of sports networks that we do now. It could probably succeed now, honestly, but they don't want to foot the bill. <clears throat> and next, we have one of my favorites, 
the original XFL. <laughs> uh, created in 2001 by Vince McMahon, well-known WWE uh, owner and CEO. Kit's over here playing with stuff. Siri popped up. It's not me. <laughs> Stop talking to her. Um, so, it, like I said, 2001, um, it was a co-deal with the guy that ran the embassy sports at the time, Charlie Ebersol. I think it was Charlie. Or is that his son? I don't know. One Dick. of the two. It's Dick. Oh, it's Dick. Yeah, Charlie's the one that now. Thanks, thanks, Mike. Um, but they wanted to make basically a spectacle but on the football field. So for the coin toss, they had the guys run, sprint, and dive at the, for the ball. Um, there was no halo rule for punt returns, just smash mouth football. Um, so it did well the first week, but then after that, it just well, crashed and burned. I think everybody thought it was going to be like fist fights. And... and it wasn't good football either. No. It was terrible. Uh, I know. <clears throat> Shout out to Nick Bruni. He used to watch it with me at my house, and they they were they were bad. But I just love football, so I was watching it. But we did get um, something that's important to the league today out of it, which is the sky cam. They did not have that in the NFL before the XFL did it, which is pretty cool. Because now you get that above um, view via aerial sky cam, which I think is a great way to see the whole field um but it was just bad they lost a ton of money and it really set back any chance of a minor minor league football league because everybody saw this and saw how much money that vince lost and they're like we don't even want to try this we're not touching it yeah so it was a colossal failure to be be frank there wasn't a whole lot of guys from that league that really made it. Tommy Maddox started for the Steelers for a while. He was the MVP of the XFL. There's, of course, he hate me, Rod Smart. He actually played in the league for quite a while. Um, a couple other guys were on rosters but never really made it. I would say Maddox is probably the best one because he actually started games for the Steelers at quarterback. So next we have what was called the United Football League. And this started in 2009, and it went to 2012, but the 2012 season was cut short, um, basically because they didn't have any money. So they was this, basically was this the one that had an Omaha team? Correct, uh, the Omaha Nighthawks, which played in the um, the one before the baseball stadium before they have now their old one, Rosenblatt. And then they moved to the new one. Um, they actually did pretty good their first year, like attendance-wise, but then it went to, went to crap. But there's been a lot of uh, looking back on articles about this league, people not getting paid, um, promises not being kept, just, you know, it was, it didn't sound like it was very well run. So it's pretty, pretty amazing that they made it as long as they did, but... It also didn't make money. It had a weird TV deal where they were only on, was it UPN? Not you, not UPN. Uh, it was that one that Mark Cuban had, K-Pax? HDNet or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a weird, weird channel. But there was five te- five different teams that played in the league. The Las Vegas Locomotives, which are actually one of the better teams. The Hartford uh, Colonials which actually started out as the New York Sentinels. I thought you were going to say the Hartford Whalers. Oh, I wish. All-time name. NHL days. Yeah. Omaha Nighthawks, like we talked about. The Sacramento Mountain Lions, which were actually originally the California Redwoods. And the Virginia Destroyers, which were originally the Florida Tuskers. Some great names there. Um, Like I said, Las Vegas was the best team. They won two out of the three titles, but lost in the third one, so... I didn't really find anybody of note, really, that played in that league. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, next is, this is such a stupid name, the Fall Experimental Football League, FXFL. This played for two seasons, uh, most recently in 2012 
2014 and 15. Um, it, it was trying to be a feeder system for the NFL. Once again, not very well run. Um, didn't pay people, that sort of thing. Um, this one also had an Omaha team, the Omaha Mammoths, which was a big like elephant thing. Their logo is pretty cool, but nobody went to that. The Omaha Nighthawks actually did, did good. This team, nobody went, um, but yeah, it lasted two seasons. And what's funny out of this is the guy that runs at Brian Woods ended up creating something that exists still today. It's not really a league, even though it is. It's called the Spring League. It's basically a showcase where he has guys do tryouts and the NFL, CFL, whoever can watch, and then maybe sign guys. Johnny Manziel played in that before he went to the CFL. So hmm. there's actually guys that have made it. Um, from that, but the FXFL has did not do good. <laughs> um, and last but not least, um, the reason I started this, uh, the AAF Alliance of American Football. Um, this was created by Bill Pullian and Charlie Ebersol, like I was talking about before. Um, it started right after the Super Bowl, and it has eight teams. Um, all of them are. Cities that don't have uh, NFL team except for Atlanta and Arizona because it's in well, it's in technically in Tempe, but it's in Phoenix. So um, the football's better. <laughs> it still isn't you know NFL quality, but it's just kind of fun to watch. Like San Antonio, um, Kit and I as ISU guys, we love uh, Joel Lanning, and he's been playing pretty well for that team. Hawkeye fans can tune in to Atlanta, and Akram Wadley is a running back for them. He got some carries this past weekend, so that was kind of cool. And next year, we'll have a competing league with the AAF with the XFL 2.0, which I don't know how that's going to do. But Is it actually called XFL 2.0? That's how they refer to it, but it'll just be called the XFL. But... They made a slam dunk hire with former Big 12 and Boomer Sooner uh, coach and Bob Stoops. He's going to coach the Dallas franchise. So it'll be inter- interesting to see how that shakes out. But So my hot take with that, with them hiring Stoops, is Stoops basically wanted to coach football again, but he wants to watch his son play college football. <clears throat> Correct. So this is his way of still coaching football mm-hmm. and then being able to watch his son play Well, yeah, play it's in the spring. Football. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't blame him, but I there's more NFL guys associated with this AAF, and I think that's going to be more successful than the XFL, personally. But I don't doubt that. I'm just saying, <clears throat> Coach Stoop, everybody wondering why Coach Stoops takes that job, is yeah. because he wants to watch his son oh, yeah, play I, college football still, I, and still coach football itself. Yeah, I 100% agree, because he could have had any college job he wanted, Hell, he probably could have had a chance at an NFL job if he really wanted it. But this is a way to still do it, but, yeah, still have a chance to watch his son. So I agree. So after talking about all that, Mike, I did have a question. So, you know, minor league baseball and minor league hockey have been established for decades. And, I mean, they don't make a ton of money, but it's just an established system of that's what they do. And basketball is coming around with the G League. Almost every team has their own team now. I Going through this, I was just fascinated how the NFL has never been able to get a developmental league. But do you think it's because they basically already have one with NCAA? Yeah, yes and no. Like, to me, it's one of those things where how many how many men do you have to have in your roster for football? Sixty some, roughly. Yeah, the NFL you have fifty three active guys. Yeah, but like in this league, you probably yeah fifty two in the AAF, so it's, it's pretty similar. Similar, but that's a lot of guys. I get that's it. That's a lot of guys to have in a developmental league. Where, oh yeah, you know baseball, they have that the same way, but a lot of them they pay they only pay them. Oh, they they don't like, make very much like money. Twenty thousand dollars to play minor league baseball. A lot yeah. of the the higher up guys basically have their their was their first contracts they sign their signing bonuses that they live off of during that oh time yeah until they make the majors well i mean look at kyler murray since this is relevant to our discussion 
he sounds like he's going to actually choose football over baseball. But if he would have took the baseball route, he got paid four point six million in a signing bonus. But his actual contract would have been garbage, forty thousand until a year. until yeah. you actually make it. But even then, like they so, so they control if, you for a while. But yeah, but say if he goes to the NFL and gets a guaranteed contract for three years, fizzles out, he might he go, could still yeah he could go straight into baseball possibly and straight go to the majors and make bigger money. Tim Tebow might do that, and he didn't play college baseball. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> like at least Kyler Kyler Murley could maybe play one season of minor league baseball because he's gotten older and mm-hmm. you know still doing athletic ability that he could go straight from major league or from NFL straight to triple a and come up in the year. It's yeah, actually that's true. smart with him to get paid yeah. and play a sport green. He could get injured and, mm-hmm. and not do well, but at least, you know, instead of sitting in, you know, single a double a triple a for three years, he's going to try to play football. And then if that fizzles out, he could go right away into it. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I think, uh, it's it's just amazing that he actually has that choice, that he's that talented, that he could do that. But um, his baseball career is how like from what I've read. Obviously, I don't really watch college baseball. He wasn't even really that good. It was based off of potential because yeah. he could be, you know, a, a power hitter and hit for average and. Yeah. He has a good arm, like all that more stuff. More five you know? tool player, yeah. More than others, he's got three or four tools. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. So, um, no, I just that was my question with, you know, minor league. Like it's it's funny that it, the NFL can't figure it out, but they don't have to because you basically have guys going to the NCAA for three years, and if they're good enough, they'll come. If not, they mm-hmm. don't. You know, yeah. so they don't even have to worry about developing guys. Do you do you think it'll ever change where they the NCAA and the NFL agree just to allow kids go whenever? Like, I don't. You don't. It's not an NCAA rule. It's an NFL rule. rule. And then they don't have to pay them and flop. <clears throat> so the NCAA or the NFL never has to change it. Then. Yeah, and I think I'll be interested to see with this AAF XFL if they they have guys actually develop the NFL might put money in it cuz they they have so much money they could like this isn't you know 20 years ago this is NFL makes billions of dollars now now do you think one of these leagues will try to sign a player straight like out of high school a, straight out of high school straight as a uh, freshman and try to pay them to get more notoriety to the league well that's what they were talking about with Trevor Lawrence. They're like, one of these leagues should sign him because, like, I mean, it <laughs> it comes back to our huge argument about is the scholarship enough or should they get paid? And I don't want to make this about that because yeah. we can we can have a whole podcast about you, me arguing or our friend Nick Beetle getting in my face about it. But if Trevor Lawrence wants to play in this league and get paid. I mean, he has the body type to already do that, I think. But is $75,000 worth it when he can just go to college, be the man, and get drafted first overall instead of... And fizzling out in yeah. the AFF or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think basketball is more that conversation needs to happen. Like this rule of them going one and done is so stupid. They should, cause basketball is different. They, they could come out of high school. I mean, look at LeBron. He did, you know, but, you, I, but I only think there's one to three kids per class. Oh yeah. 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 It. Like it's, has but to let be them, limited. let them fizzle out. Like yeah. they should have that choice. I mean, that's on them. Like NFL is more of a physical sport. So they have to wait. Cause I mean, could you imagine being eighteen and getting crushed by uh, Luke Keekley or somebody like <laughs> as a running back? I mean, if they can survive and and slowly get into the league, I mean, yeah. and a team wants to invest money in them early like that, it's 
it's literally the owners just don't want to put money on an 18-year-old kid. They would rather put it on a 21- or 22-year-old kid. Oh, yeah, I agree. And there's no reason for them to change because it's been this way for, you know, forever. So I get it. But it'll be interesting. I I am looking forward to see if this changes anything, you know. I mean, I would obviously miss, like, if kids start doing that and they – go to the AAF or they're able to go to the NFL. Like it would affect our, our favorite sport, college football. You, you and I both love that sport and it, we would lose guys that would be there for three years. Yep. Now, if the AF, AAF did that, the NFL would probably all of a sudden want to make their change now too, because oh, they, got they 100% somebody, would, it'd be affecting, it would force money. them. Yep. Cause so they, they wouldn't want to lose guys that should be playing for them. So I bet when, the when they sold the rights to some of their games to the NFL Network, mm-hmm. I bet they told the AAF that, hey, you can't do any early people coming to you if we're yeah. going to buy rights to watch these games because oh, they're yeah. trying to dictate it, I think, a little bit. Well, especially with they have a lot of NFL people involved in this league, like Bill Bullion. I'm sure he's still tight with NFL people. Like, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. I, I get it. But so, – but the they XFL also need to do what's best for their pocketbook, and if that means getting people in the seats oh, yeah. to do it, they should do. Well, what I they mean, need to do. Steve Spurrier tried to talk Tim Tebow and coming to play, yeah. And Tebow turned him down, which I was surprised because his baseball contract can't be that much. No, but but he makes him enough money doing all, all the other shit. But anyway. I, I guarantee Tim Tebow is going to make the Mets roster at some point this year in Major League Baseball. Well, they're going to be garbage, aren't they? Well, yeah, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> but they're going to bring him up at some point to get people in the seats yeah i'm surprised they haven't done it already nope. they should have done it well he got hurt last year i think he was actually going to make it for the when they call extra people up, up at the end of in the september yeah yep. that would have been interesting yeah. we'll see if he makes the 40-man roster at the end of the <laughs> spring training what do you think what do you think do you think he will i think he will okay because i think the mets are that awful they did, they don't have that much yeah there but are they, they going to be last in the NL East, do you think? Them, I mean, you pay attention to that them uh, are the, division. Them I don't. Or the Miami Marlins or Florida Marlins. Oh, Marlins suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically just going to be your Braves. Phillies. Phillies. Well, the yeah, Nationals, yeah. since, yeah, they're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that is our football conversation. I just thought that would be fun, kind of fun to talk about. Turn into baseball, which is starting. <laughs> with baseball is, yeah, we – and two of the bi- sports' biggest stars aren't signed, which is, I mean, they compared it to football. Like, I saw somebody tweet this, that this would be like Aaron Rodgers not being signed. Going when, into f- spring training. Uh, going into training camp. camp. Yeah. <laughs> which is nuts. So, All right. So, Kit, tell, tell them what we have planned for the corner today. Okay. For Kit's corner, I wanted to just play a quick game of – just some would you rather questions and how you would go about it and just some critical thinking with it. All right. Okay. Sounds fun. So I got a first question for you, Rob. All right. Would you rather be granted three wishes of your choice 10 years from today? Or would you rather be granted one wish today? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, could you could you last those ten years knowing that you have three wishes coming? Yeah, you get more wishes though, but you might die in between. Shit, that's tough. I think I would wait because you get more, and you would have time to plan what, you what your wishes are. Because if I did it today, I'd say willy nilly something stupid, and then I would regret it the rest of my life. Okay. But that's a lot of pressure too. I yeah, yeah I I'm gonna go with a three. Three in 10 years, so yeah. So you're going to save it up for 10 years from then. Yeah. I probably would do the same thing. Yeah, it just makes sense, right? Yeah, especially at our age. Now, if I was like 95, I'd be like, screw that. I'm taking my wish today. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> I found a funny one that I wanted to ask. It's kind of funny. I don't know. Would you rather have seven fingers on each hand or have seven toes on each foot? Toes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's because fingers that'd just be weird. You're getting away too. <laughs> yeah. Like you know how often? Well, 
Because toes, you wouldn't be able to tell, really. Yeah, but then also, I'm thinking of, like, walking around without my shoes on and catching, like, a toe on the... Oh, yeah, more chance, yeah. (laughs) On a finger, you're probably less likely to catch it on something. True, that's true. Break a finger or stub it or, like, knock it into something. Yep. Mm, I'd probably actually switch it to hand. Okay. Fingers, yeah, like, you can just grab more things, like, pick more (laughs) things up. Like, toes, they're just, I mean... They're just there to keep you upright. I guess you'd probably have really good balance. Mm-hmm. Would it be an extra like? Would you be able to run toe? faster, or you know, like? You'd, I don't probably, know. you'd probably have more traction. Traction. But it, yeah. Your muscles would do more of the running. Yeah, I just I don't know. I saw that. I was looking up some questions and trying to get my brain going, and I was like, oh, that's a that's an interesting one. I would have never thought of. I I, I think I'd go hand. Just okay. It'd be okay. Less likely to stub it on a doorway or something. That's true. That's true. Okay. Okay. My next one is, what would you do if you couldn't use the internet or watch TV for a month? It's not one or the other. No, it's both. Well, I mean, the internet. I would just go back to what I used to do pre two thousand. <laughs> I mean, we we grew up without the internet, kind of. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I would read more because I used to love to read, but with how much stuff is just in your face all the time, I don't I don't read a book as much as I used to. Do you think you could go a month just trying not to use the internet, oh, like man. besides like work things? Well, yeah, or, at work I have to. Yeah. So I mean, everybody has yeah. to at work. But like, like TV, though, I could actually technically do that because I don't watch TV at work. So you could go a whole month without TV. Yeah, but you can watch it in your personal life. So no sports. No. Yeah, that'd be tough. If I was going to do that, though, I would choose the month of June. Because sports. Wait. No, no, no. July, excuse me. Because that's the worst sports month of the year. But that but that includes, like, missing the All-Star game. I don't care about the All-Star game. Okay. Like, because... You know, we <clears throat> just think about these upcoming months, right? March, we got March Madness. April, we have the, the title March game. Madness. We have Masters. We have all that stuff. Baseball starts. May, um, you have the Kentucky Derby. Um, you know, more stuff like that. More more golf tournaments. June, you have the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs, which I like watching. I know you don't. But July, you have... Is it the British Open or the U.S. Open? That's it. No. <laughs> and I can miss that. No. And then August, football starts. Yeah. Or maybe I could do mid-July to mid-August. Like a 30-day 30 30 schedule? Yeah, where it's not an actual month. So, could you? Probably not. I mean, well, you I, watch a lot of TV too. That'd yeah. be that'd be tough for you. I mean, that I miss out a lot of movie things. Yeah, a lot of like biography stuff. Watching that, um, internet. I think the internet would be worse for me because, like, there's a lot of times I just like to look up random things. We know, yeah, <laughs> and like not knowing would drive me really nuts. Whereas, like, I could care less if I didn't have, like, ESPN.com or, you know, some of the other, like, websites. But, like, if I, if I had to give up Wikipedia for a month, that would be really tough. <laughs> You'd have to uh, look it up in an encyclopedia. encyclopedia. Yeah. Get out my <laughs> can old, you still you know, buy those? I'm sure you can. That's, I'm sure uh, they're not cheap. Well, they just, they always look, looked cool, but they weren't actually really that helpful. No, because <laughs> half the time they were 12 years out so, of yeah. at that point. But they do look sharp. Like if you have a bookcase and they have that nice leather bound. I really yeah. wonder if my parents still have their set from like 1985. My parents just recently got rid of them and they were from right after I was born. It was either 86 or 87. Oh. <laughs> I was still using those like. To write research. Yeah, in, in like school. fourth grade, fifth grade. Dumb. <laughs> I should really ask mom if she still has it. Oh, man. That's funny. Uh, all right. This is kind of morbid, but I thought it was a good one to ask. 
would you rather have no one show up for your wedding or your funeral? Uh, funeral. I don't see it. Correct. Like, I'm dead already, so yeah. I could care less. It's like, kind of sad, least, though, least, but you yeah. don't know about it. Yeah, you don't know about it. At least the... F- the at least the the wedding you get to share it with people that you love and yeah. people that you want to be around, you know, and that's True. why you invite them. No, I I agree, but just when you think about it, like if let's say your spiritual self could see your see funeral and nobody's there, it's just crickets. I'd, be rather, right. I'd rather have fun while I'm still alive. And, <laughs> and not it's true. Care. It's I, true. I say I, that now, but yeah. maybe when I'm watching over my dead body and nobody else is there it's exactly. gonna be sad but would you would you you said the funeral as well oh yeah okay because the wedding's gonna be a party so there has to be people there has to be people there yeah <laughs> okay um my next one is if you would give yourself a new name what name would you pick just oh oh okay uh, like first we'll just say first name. first name Oh man, I've never thought about that. <laughs> um, I always thought Drake was a cool name. Drake, and not just for my love of the Bulldogs or Drake the rapper. I just I always thought that was a cool name, like Drake Nelson. I don't know. I like okay. it. Okay. That's what is I that, would is go that, with. Is that your son's name when you? Uh, no, I no. already I already ran that by Stacia. She's not gonna let me do that. Oh, she doesn't like the name Drake. <laughs> no, but she she likes the name Puddles for a dog. Well, that's different. That's a dog. Oh, okay. I wanted to call him Dog. You could just can't, <laughs> you can name dogs after like people names like Fred or mm-hmm. Bill or Chuck or. I think that sounds weird when you name a dog by a human name. You don't like that. I don't like that. Well, good thing we didn't do that then. Yeah. So what, good for you. What's your name? I don't know. I always like Chip. Chip? <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. All right. All right. Mine is, would you rather speak all languages or be able to speak to all animals? Like Doctor Doolittle. Um, I would say speak to animals. That'd be my choice. Just because in the U.S. there's, I mean, I would say you know what, eighty percent of people speak English. So and yeah, that's you're true. Looking, and you're looking at. I mean, I don't travel that much, which it'd probably help if I traveled more and would know. Yeah, that's you know, true. Dialects that way. Now, with the animals, like you could easily be paid by vets to come in and ask the animal, <laughs> Talk like, to yeah, what what their problem is. You could easily make a job. Well, I guess you could be a translator too. I don't know. I, I'd still choose the animals. Yeah, then you well, can know what the, what's happening with you, them and. Either way, you're going to be famous because you're probably the only person. Well, there's got to be people that can speak every language. That's so. a lot of languages, but you never know. I wonder how many dialects there are across the world. Like the, That's a good kid fact. We should bring that back for the next one. Yeah. Now Keep that in mind. Now, that also makes me think of um, the, the idea of... Would you know every language? Like you said, would you even know the from yeah. Africa? Like I'm the just, ones that they, they barely know, the click clacks. I don't even know what that's yeah. called. Click clacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would rather speak to languages. I think it would be really cool just to show up anywhere and just drop it down like you know everything, you know, and be able to just talk to locals. Um. I mean, I I don't travel out of the country of a, really either, but it'd, be it'd just be of, cool. Yeah, you'd be a world traveler a lot more then. Yeah, it'd be worth it then. Yeah. So that's mine. Okay, my fourth one I have here is: Would you rather be stuck in a house with somebody you hate, 
or stuck in the house alone. Like for the rest of your life, you're stuck in one house or one place. You can't leave. Would you rather be stuck with someone you hate or stuck alone the rest of your life? Alone. I love taking car trips by myself. So I would just treat it like that. You know, it, I don't know. It, Hopefully, it wouldn't turn into a castaway situation where I talk to volleyball the rest of my life. But uh, if it was somebody, I, I I don't know if I could handle that. Like, you hate them the rest of your life, or you're able to work things out in five to ten years and become friends. Because <laughs> if I have to hate them the rest of my life, I can't do it. So... So would, so would it start out as hate and then you could grow into getting along with the person or is it a hate the entire time? That's why I'm asking. Because yeah. if it's the first one, I you, could do that. You could do that. Yeah. But if you have to hate them the rest of the time. You're, that would suck. You'd be mm-hmm. miserable. You'd be sad because you're just like, God, this guy sucks. But would you end up having to talk to yourself all the time? To- well, that's what I was saying. Like, It would be a castaway situation where I'm talking to a volleyball you know, and Wilson's my best friend, and he has a face on himself. So and you're talking to yourself or for him. <laughs> okay. But I don't know. I mean, I could entertain myself, so I think I'd be good with it. Because if I hated somebody for the rest of the time, that'd be that'd be tough to get yeah. deal with every day. Yeah, I I would be. I could definitely be very introverted and live by myself the rest of the life and not see a single. Oh yeah. Person. I figured. Yeah, that would be. That does not surprise person. me in the slightest. Yep. <laughs> Um, all right. Would you rather visit a hundred years in the past or a hundred years in the future? I would probably go a hundred years in the future because you can at least know what the future is going to bring for everybody. Whereas, you know, history has already been documented and you pretty much know what's has happened in world history or U.S. history. Or, mm-hmm. You know, you don't know, like, a single person that, you know, lived in the 1900s, like, that lived in, you know, Carroll, Iowa, that what they did, because that's not in history books as much. But you at least know what the, it was like around America and stuff like that. True. 100 years in the future, you don't know what it was like, you know, in yeah. in the area. So, like, at least you would know something that people didn't and you'd be the first one to kind of find out. So you'd take the DeLorean to the future. Yeah. All right. As a history guy, I feel like I have to go back because I want to see if stuff I read is true. Is accurate. Or was it just a perspective? Yeah. So that's what, I don't know. I just think, because let's say what, what year are we in? 2019. So we'd be really close to if I went Prohibition era and yep. see how that was. Yep. So okay. that's why I would choose. Okay. My last one here is, pulling it back up, if you had only uh, one year left to live, what would you do? Like you were told today you only have one year left to live, and that's it. <sighs> what would you do? That's a good question. Would you like, quit your job right away? I don't know. It I I don't know if I could just financially. <laughs> but at yeah. that point if you know you're gonna die, yeah. why not rack up credit card debt? Yeah, that's out, true. Take that's out true. bank loans. That is true. I mean Yeah. I would probably go there's a lot of uh stuff historically I've always wanted to see. Um, I've always wanted to go to Rome. I've always wanted to see the Great Wall of China. Um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, I would like to learn how to be a pilot. If I could do that in less than a year, that'd be cool. Crash course. Crash course. Um, I've never been on like a really big boat. (laughs) Big big boat. Big boat. Like, uh, Forrest Gump. Like Titanic. Yeah, I would prefer it not to go down and mm-hmm. live my year out, but yeah, like a cruise ship. Not really a cruise. I'd rather just be on a tanker, let it rip. Yep. With the uh, with the bros. Gotcha. Yeah. Maybe I, do weird stuff. I don't know. Just weird <laughs> things. Um I I would probably do a lot of traveling like you had yeah. mentioned. Um 
there's a lot of sports stuff on there too. I guess I yeah. should mention. And I would literally quit my job that day. Yeah. Like if I only you, had one year left to live, I literally cash in my 401k. I would literally just take out as many credit cards as possible and just rack up debt. And then at that point, I'm like, when I die, see you, suckers. You're not getting a single cent. Yep. So that's probably not good financial advice for people, but, <laughs> you know. And if I had a family that would take that debt on, it probably wouldn't be good. But since yeah, it's that's only true. under me, I can let my credit go to shit if I'm yeah. dead. Yeah. It'd be... Yeah, it'd probably be a lot harder choice when you're married and have kids and stuff. Because then you can't do that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, being not married helps. But now, what? Now, would I do that? Probably not. I'm too too nice of a person with that crap. Probably, but yeah, you'd probably stay at your job. Yeah. What what I what I want that's probably what I would want to do. Yeah. But, oh, that's, yeah. That's but when true. you're actually put in that situation, what would you actually do? Exactly. Okay. Um. I guess my last one here for you is: Would you rather read minds or accurately predict the future? Mm, predict the future. I think once you get into people's minds, you you question everything they're thinking about or question everything that's going on. Um, and some it, getting people's minds gets too weird with shit. <laughs> no, not me. I would rather just predict the future and be accurate. I don't know, man. I, I want to see what people are thinking about. Really? Yeah. Just the, the dirty, crummy minds of yeah, every guy that thinks about you sex. Could, like every you could mess seconds. with them and like you could move up the job ladder so fast. Like you could use it to your advantage. That's true. I was just. But I mean, like, accurately predict the future. Yeah, it'd be awesome. You could go win the lottery or something. Yeah, then you'd never have to work in your life. True. Or I, I don't know that. I just feel like predicting the future. Like you could win at every event. Like we can go put a million dollars down. on It's like Back to the Future the, with yeah. his uh, sports almanac. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Stupid Biff. All right. Did you have any more? Or was that it? That was my last one. Okay. Do you have another one or not? I do. Oh, I know how you'd answer that, so I'm not going to answer you that one. Um, <laughs> I thought this one was kind of fun. Would you rather look 10 years older from the neck up or the neck down? <laughs> 10 years older? Older, yeah. I, I, I'd probably prefer neck up. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't want... Your you stuff don't know, looking you weird. You don't know what's going to keep going. Yeah. What's going to grow? What's going to shrink? What's going to... Yeah. On the neck up, you can have some salt and pepper look going on. Yep. You know, chicks find that sexy, so yep. it's uh, yeah. it'd be want, worth it. They want the older guy, I yeah. think, right? <laughs> and they would prefer the rest of you not look that way, so... I just thought it was a fun one, so... Yep. All right. What do you have for us? For our kit fact? That's where we are. Okay. For the kit fact, I was able to pull up the language thing we were talking about. So, okay, um, there are roughly sixty five hundred spoken languages in the world today. Sixty five hundred. So yeah, that tells nobody has you, that. That would tell you that you would be able to know all sixty five hundred down to a T. Yeah, that's probably uh, not possible. Now, two thousand of those languages have fewer than a thousand speakers of that language. Oh shit! So that tells you you're getting even to a very small. So basically, a third of that. Yeah, yeah, that's is true. Is pretty much only covers about one percent of all people. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so that tells you you'd have to know every dialect of that language to know them all in the world, which huh. is a crazy fact. And uh, the most popular language in the world is Mandarin Chinese, which is spoke by two point, uh, sorry, one point two billion people. Oh, it makes sense. There's so, a lot. Which that covers. There's a lot of them. <laughs> that covers like twenty percent of the world's population. Because isn't wow. it like seven, six or seven billion? Is English second or Spanish? I don't have that information, but I bet I bet Spanish would be second. I think so too. Yeah. If I had to guess, so. All right. Well, that was a good one. Did you have anything else, or is that what we're going with? That's what I got. All right. Well, we are about at an hour. I think we had a good time. It was good to be back. Um, we have some stuff 
planned in the future here. Um, you know, we are getting close to postseason basketball season. Um, luckily, our our uh, two teams in the state, Iowa and Iowa State, are doing pretty well, as as well as the Drake Bulldogs, sixth twenty win season in history for them. Maybe they'll make the tournament for they, you, Rob. That would be awesome. Maybe uh, they'll, maybe they'll be in. Well, they not, can't be in the Des Moines. Des Moines since yeah, they're hosting. They're hosting. They can't. That, that would be their luck, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll do some stuff around that. Um, we have some other fun conversations that uh, we're gonna bring some friends on to do, but hopefully it won't be such a long layoff until the next time we're to get together. So, anything else from your mic? I'm good. All right, but I'm well, back. He's back, baby. All right, well, it was fun to have everybody on and we'll see you next time on Welcome to the Dog Pound. Hey, you know what I'm talking about? Where people don't dance, all they do is this. And after the original, you know what it is. Remix, it had to go down. I got something else to tell you about the new Motown. Where people don't visit, they move out here. And ain't no telling who you might see up in Lenox Square. I don't know about you, but I miss the Freak Nick. Cause that's when my city used to be real sick. People from other cities used to drive for miles just to come and get a taste of this ATL. I'm the MVP, most ballin' this player. Make my own. Moves. Call me the mayor Monday night You know things change with time Magic City back looking like 89 All my homies on the south side up in the Ritz Tuesday night the Velvet Room Same shit Wednesday strokers I don't go no more Cause they don't know how to treat you when you come through the door Thursday night was plush but we moved the fuel And I be up in the booth drunk acting the fool Friday night at Kaya they still got love And the shark bar be popping like it's a nightclub Saturday still off the heezy for sheezy you can find me up in one tweezy Sunday, getting me some sleep, please I'm on my way to the deck to hit jazz and tease Holla! Hey, yo, I'm from New York, man Representing NYC to the fullest